All praises to the most high, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Ruben, wishing you a happy Sabbath day. Today's lesson, brothers and sisters, is going to be similar to the lesson that I done a little while ago, calling what that was called, I should say, the vision of Malachi, the vision of fire. I want to explain something to you, brothers and sisters of the most high. All prophets have the Holy Ghost. And the reason why I continue to beat this as a dead horse is because many preachers act like that the old covenant was without the Holy Ghost. So it just started in Acts 2 and 5. No, brothers and sisters, the Holy Ghost, or I should say the Holy Spirit, which is the same thing, was in all of the prophets. There was in the prophet Jeremiah, the prophet Isaiah, the prophet Nehemiah, Ezra, the prophet Daniel, the prophet Hosea, the prophet Joel, the prophet Amos, the prophet Obadiah, the prophet Jonah, and so on. The Holy Ghost was in every prophet. That spirit of God was in all the prophets. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to read this again. And so you can see. The book of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. I want to read verse 24 for a reason. It says, it's knowing this first. This is 2 Peter 1, verse 20. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. What that means, brothers and sisters, is if I'm reading you the scriptures and I give you an interpretation of my own heart, I can lead you away from the truth of what this Bible presents. And this is what they do in Sunday church. And I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you. Next verse is going to be part of it. It says, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. That means man didn't just write things on paper because they did it. They didn't just write the book. They didn't write their books, their prophecies on paper because it was their will. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So holy men, let's go. Let's, let's see. See, this is what I mean by the Old Testament. And, and I forgot, as far as a prophet, Moses too. Moses also was a prophet. And you can go to Deuteronomy 18, verse 15 through 18. You can read that Moses was a prophet and the prophet that God was going to send in the latter times was found in John chapter 1, verse 45, which was Christ. So, Moses was prophesying of Christ way back in his time. Let's not get let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it twisted, brothers and sisters. Holy men were what? Moses is going to tell us what it was to be holy. There is no Sunday minister on the planet or the little sheep that run behind him that has a definition for holy better than this one the book of numbers chapter 15 verse 40 says that ye may remember and do all the commandments and be holy 
unto your God. Now, this is talking about the fringes. You put fringes on the border of your garments. But my point is they were for a reason. And I'm telling you the reason that ye may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. To be holy unto God is to keep the commandments. So when we're talking about visions these prophets had, brothers and sisters, the visions they had were inspired by the Holy Ghost. Now remember, Malachi's vision inspired by the Holy Ghost. He saw fire go upon the unlawful. If you have not, as I said before and I said again, if you have not looked at that podcast episode, it is a good thing to do because this is going to be another vision of another prophet. And this prophet is Habakkuk. You have to go in your Bibles, pause the podcast episode and go in your Bibles. I just can't give you a page number because Bibles don't have, a, all Bibles are not the same. But I know if you know about Nahum and Zephaniah, it is right in between. Well, his writing is right in between those two prophets. And what I want to do, brothers and sisters, is I want to go into this vision of Habakkuk or Habakkuk, as some people will call it, because it is a vision of the second coming of Christ and the events surrounding it. Not only did Isaiah see it, Jeremiah see it, um, as I say, Nahum even seen it, because I'm going to go to some uh, parallels from other prophets. Brothers and sisters, the return of Christ is not going to be what you will accept. It's not going to happen. Churches don't teach this from the prophets because it is a scare. If you think they will teach this knowing how scary it is to the soul. And the result that would happen if they taught it according to scriptures, that more people will be a little bit more wired to what's going on in the world today. Let's, let's, let's go to the book of Habakkuk 3. We're going to read six verses from 11 through 16. Now, I'm going to, due to lack of time, read, and I know I, I'm not going to be able to just break it all down word for word, but I'm going to give you as much as I can so that you'll understand what's going on here. Habakkuk chapter 6, excuse me, Habakkuk 3.11, there is no 6. Excuse me, I'm going fast. I was thinking of a scripture before, and you're going to see it. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 11. The sun and moon stood still in their habitations. Now, we know this happened in the book of uh, Joshua 10, 13, during the battle of the children of Israel and going against these seven Hamite cities. But this is not the point. It says this, the sun and the moon stood still in their habitations. At the light of thine arrows, they went and the shining of thy glittering spirit. Now, brothers and sisters, I want what I want to do is I want to go and I'm going to take a look at this glittering spirit because this glittering spear goes back unto the vision of Malachi. They saw it together, all of them saw it. God gave it to them of the end. So I want I want to look at this glittering spear, and then we're going to go to another book that's going to cause this 
call this glittering spirit something else. Pay attention, brothers and sisters. Nahum, which is the book before Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 3. It says, the horseman lifted up both the bright sword and the glittering spear. And there is a multitude of slain and a great number of carcasses. And there is no end to their corpses. They stumble upon corpses. Now, there's a reason for this. Reading verse 4 and 5 brings it together, but it, for the lack of time. Because, see, brothers and sisters, everybody will sit and they'll ask, well, what? why is the reason why is there going to be so many corpses? I can give you part of it. But I'm not going to be able to give it to you in full detail in this podcast episode. There'll be others, so you have to stay tuned. This glittering spear that's going to cause a lot of corpses, a lot of corpses to be lain and slain in the earth. Remember, Jeremiah saw the same thing. I, I told you, brothers and sisters, these men saw death at the return of Christ. Jeremiah 25 Verse 33 says, and the slain, the slain of the Lord shall be in that day from one end of the earth, even to the other end of the earth. They shall not be lamented, neither gathered nor buried. They shall be dung upon the ground. Jeremiah saw a lot of dead people, just like Nahum saw a lot of dead people. And you're reading right here in the book of Habakkuk about this glittering spear that's going to cause corpses to be all over the earth. Well, let's look at David. Let's look at David in Psalms 91. I want to read um, Psalms 91. I want to read about, I say, four verses. I'm just going to read it, but I'm going to take time out to explain the most important uh, things that the, these verses uh, will show us and warning us about these final days. Psalms 91 verse 4. Now, this is a highly read psalm among the church, but never explained. It says this. I'll, read, I'll start in verse 3. So I'll read five verses. I'm going to hurry along. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome, 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 noisome pestilence. Verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. The truth. Romans 2 and 20. The law. Well, I should say the truth is in the law. Psalms 119, 151. Psalms 119, verse 142. And Malachi 2 and 6. The truth is in the law. Remember, Christ said that those that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Spirit is the mind, Ephesians 4.23, the spirit of your mind, and the truth is in the law. You can't worship God in a lie. You must worship, you must. Must means there is no other way. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Why? Because it is going to be the shield and the buckler, your protection from what's going to transpire as we read in verse 5 down. 
Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow. The glittering spear here is the arrow that flieth by day. Watch this, verse 6. Nor for the pestilence that this arrow causes, that walketh in darkness, for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall uh, now from this one arrow, this one arrow, a thousand shall fall at thy right side, ten thousand at thy right hand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. Why? Let's go see this arrow is going to cause people to fall, which is the glittering spear. Why? Let's get Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26 is going to explain verse 4. Isaiah 26, and I'm going to read verse 20. Watch this. It says, Come, my people, enter into thy chambers, and shut the doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation be passed over. Brothers and sisters, let's go back to the book of uh, of Abacus, chapter 3, verse 12. Thou didst march through the land in indignation. Pay attention. Thou didst stretch the heathen in anger. This is a book of seeing the heathen or the Gentiles, remember the Bible, Luke, Luke, Luke 21, Luke 21, verse 24 says, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword. This is talking about Jerusalem. I'm going to show you as we read on. And shall be led away captives into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down the, 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 the state, the city of Jerusalem. And the people of Jerusalem, because the people of the Jerusalem was an active city which Hamites were in, which is the city of peace, before we wore them out during the time of Joshua, and it became our land because it was promised to us for, for our, from our father Abraham, the God gave it to our father Abraham. I'm not going to go too deep into it. But it says, it shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. The time of the Gentiles has not been fulfilled. There's no way you can have all these pagan worships. Can't go too far into it, brothers and sisters. Must stay within the vision of um, Habakkuk. Because this leads you into a hole that goes so deep, it's hard to come back out and get with the subject. Verse 13 of a book of chapter 3. Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people. Now, brothers and sisters, thy people is not all nations. Thy people is the children of Israel. Deuteronomy 9, Deuteronomy 9. Let me hurry up. Deuteronomy 9. Because, see, they'll tell you that Christ is coming for everybody. No, brothers and sisters, it is thy people can never be called all nations. Deuteronomy 
9 verse, 20, 9 verse 29. It says this. Yet they are thy people and thine inheritance, which thou broughtest up by thy mighty hand, by thy mighty power, and by thy stretched out arm. And I can go back into verse 26 of Deuteronomy 9, 26. It says, I pray therefore unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, destroy not thy people and thine inheritance, which thou hast redeemed through thy greatness, for thou hast brought forth out of Egypt with a mighty hand. See, the children of Israel were his people, but thy people is the children of Israel. Lamentations 4 and 20. And the reason why I'm going here, brothers and sisters, is witnesses are more important. If if if, if you don't, if you do not, if you do not um go back to chapter and verse to prove it. Many ministers will just tell you from their mouth without proving it. Paul said, prove all things, 1 Thessalonians 5, 21. But I'm going to read, I'm going to finish reading verse uh, 13, above 313. Then I'm going to go to another verse. Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, even for the salvation of thine anointed. Thou wouldest, thou wounded, excuse me, the head out of the house of the wicked. The wicked are the unlawful, Proverbs 28 and 4, Psalms 59, verse 5. The wicked are transgressors, those that rule the earth, the Gentiles. Remember, Peter said in 1 Peter, let's, let's look at 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4. I want to hurry up real quick because I just have 30 minutes. 1 Peter 4. 1 Peter 4, verse 3. It says this, For the time past and of our, of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banqueting, and abominable idolatries. And you know, abominable idolatries or abomination can be defined in 2 Chronicles 36, verse 14, as sin. And it is, again, given to the heathen or the Gentiles. Remember, Job said in Job chapter 9, verse 24, that the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. Now, in verse 13, it talks about the salvation with thine anointed. anointed. The anointed are the children of Israel. It shows that, you know, when you go to Lamentations 4, and verse 20 says, the breath of our nostrils, he's talking about the lamentations is the lamentations of Jeremiah. And he wrote this book because of the takeover from Babylon. Babylon has come into Jerusalem and sieged the final of the kings. And he has taken the people of Jerusalem by chain to the city of Babylon, of the Africans, the Cushites, the Ethiopians, all, this is the Babylonians. And it says this in Lamentations 4 and 20, the breath of our nostrils, the anointed of the Lord, our is the anointed, Jerusalem, the Jews, was taken in their pits, of whom, pay attention, of whom we said we we said under 
his shadow we shall live among the heathen. So those Africans were heathens. Which is what, you know, brothers and sisters, they like to call all melanated people. But that's another story. Let's get back to the vision of uh, Habakkuk. Verse 14. No, let me, let me go back and read verse 13 again, then verse 14. Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, even for the salvation with thine anointed, Thou woundest the head out of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation unto the neck. Finally, the sins of the world has reached God and he has returned in his second coming. Verse 14, thou didst strike through with his staves the head of the villages. They came out as a whirlwind to scatter me. What that means is, brothers and sisters, I, I done a podcast episode that was entitled The War in Heaven. Do you think that these movies that they play are by coincidence of some invasion coming out of the sky? No. The only one that's coming out of the sky is Christ. And they, the people, came forth to meet him to scatter Christ. I'm going to show you that. Let's get Revelation 16. Revelation 16 real quick. I'm going to show you. Revelation 16. And uh, verse 14 says, For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which goeth forth into the kingdoms of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. See, the battle is going to start on earth, but then when Christ comes to deliver his people from those missiles that are going to be traveling back and forth like Isaiah saw it, Isaiah saw it, brothers and sisters, in Isaiah 13, verse 4 and 5. He says, the noise of the multitude in the mountains, which were nations, like the great people, that's what it is, the tumultuous noise, the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts mustereth the hosts of the battle. See, the Lord is going to cause this. They come from a far country. From the end of heaven, even the Lord, the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. This land here, the nuclear missile is going to be sent from here to there, and they're going to send a missile from there to here to destroy the whole land. What land is he talking about? This one. The whore, the great whore that sits upon many waters. Christ is going to intervene in that battle and get his saints, his children. And then, and I'm going to show you Revelations 11. <laughs> Don't take my word for it. Let's read it. Revelations 11 says this. And they heard a great voice up and up. Great voice from heaven saying unto them, Revelations 11 and 12, Come up hither, and they ascended up into heaven in a cloud, and their enemies, the children of Israel, enemies, beheld them. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and a tenth part of the city fell, that land, the whole land, 
in the earthquake were slain of men 7,000. This is just a figure. And a remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. The remnant was the remnant of the children of Israel. They saw the destruction of a certain number of men, which could not be numbered. It's going to be more than 7,000 brothers and sisters. That was just a number John put out there. So it's at the same time, one is getting delivered. The other one is going through the pestilence of a great earthquake, missiles, pow, the hour of temptation, as it was called in um, Revelations 18. Revelations 18, verse 19 says, And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, the great city wherein we were that that were made rich, all that had ships and the sea by reason of her uh, costly costliness, for in one hour is she made desolate. What how can something be made desolate in 60 minutes. The arrow that flieth by day to destroy the whole land. Death. Let's finish reading uh, Habakkuk 3, verse 14. Their rejoicing was to devour the poor secretly. Now, Isaiah 14, verse 32, we know that the poor are the children of Israel. And when we read the book of um, Jeremiah 5, verse 4, this is why we were poor. Therefore, I said, surely these are poor. Jeremiah 5 and 4. Jeremiah 5 and 4. Therefore, I said, surely these are poor. They are foolish, for they know not the way of the Lord, nor the judgment of their God. The way is the judgment, the law. Psalms 119, verse 32. The way is the commandment. Since we don't know the commandments, we're poor. And they know this, so they take advantage of that. Verse 15 of Habakkuk 3. Thou didst walk through the sea with thine horses, through the heap of great waters. Let's let's look at another prophet that's going to explain the sea. Isaiah 57, verse 20. Isaiah 57, verse 20. This is what Isaiah 57, verse 20 says. It says, but the wicked are like a troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. Mire and dirt is confusion. We already read this in Genesis 3.14, and dust shall thou eat. But the Bible explains itself. The waters, the sea, are the wicked. So when it says in a book of, uh, uh, of 3.15, thou didst walk through the sea with thine horses through the heap. The heap is the dirt and mire of great waters. Verse 16. When I heard, see, Habakkuk, when I heard, this is the vision. This is what, what, what was going to happen. When I heard, my belly trembled. My lips quivered at the voice. The voice is the law. This is prophecy. 
Deuteronomy 13, verse 18. Rottenness, rottenness, rottenness entered my bones, and I trembled in myself. He was, a, he was afraid that I might rest in the day of trouble. Wow. Habakkuk prays to be dead during this time. He doesn't want to be resurrected yet. When he cometh unto the people, the he is Christ, he will invade them with his troops, the angels. The invasion that's coming out of the sky is Christ. Not an alien, Christ. Matthew 24, verse 31. Matthew 24, verse 31. See, when, when everybody else is warring and the planet is being destroyed by missiles, the flying arrow, the fuel of fire, Matthew 24, verse 31 says, And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other, one kingdom to the next. Isaiah 45, verse 4 explains the elect, the children of Israel, his people mentioned back in the book of Habakkuk thy people for the salvation of thy people brothers and sisters this is why today you have churches that clap sing dance and do all things but read the prophecy and the scriptures in this book our people are trapped there sunday church is what they call it they're trapped and with that brothers and sisters i'll pray